You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. another week um it's been two weeks since our last podcast and we couldn't be more excited to release this week's episode um this week's episode features sawyer peacock uh he's a local utah boy born and raised just an all-around good dude um sawyer talks a lot about in this podcast choosing your own adventure that's kind of like the whole theme of this podcast sawyer used to work for the man, quote-unquote the man, um, and then decided one day that he was tired of it and wanted to be in charge of his own life and his own destiny, wanted to hunt when he wanted to, and didn't want anyone telling him what to do besides his wife. So um, this is a great podcast. If you you've ever been interested in starting your own thing, Sawyer has several small businesses himself, um, and we talk about those in this podcast a little bit. And we also talk about a lot of his adventures abroad. Um, you're just going to have to tune in. You don't want to miss this. It, Sawyer's a funny guy, has some great stories. And we're going to have to have Sawyer back on a podcast uh, in the future with some of his friends. They do some insane things like we talk about in the podcast. So check it out. Listen to us. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode um, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and leave some comments. Um, give us some ideas for some future podcasts that you'd like to hear. We had a great response at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo from a bunch of new hunters that want to learn some of the basics from shooting rifles um, and, and whatnot. And we're actually going to have some future episodes about some of that stuff. So if there's anything you want to hear about specifically, please message us. You can message us on Instagram. That's probably the best way. So we make sure we see it. Just send us a direct message. As always, this podcast is concealed in Kings. Uh, Kings camo, like we mentioned every time, per- focuses on performance, pattern, and price. These guys nail it every time. Every time they come out with a new piece of gear, I'm just stoked. Um, I want to talk about a piece I actually haven't gotten my hands on, but I'm very excited to get my hands on, to get a hold of it and and wear it and try it out, especially with spring shed hunting and turkey hunting quickly approaching. And this piece is the XKG series Elevation Quarter Zip Tee. And they just recently came out with three solid colors. Um... They have a dark charcoal, olive drab, and then this really cool steel blue. It's just like perfect for you, you fly fishermen or guys that just don't want to wear camo. Um, of course, it always comes in the desert shadow, mountain shadow, and real tree edge patterns. Um, so jump on kingscamo.com. Add a couple of these to your cart. I'm going to add a couple right now and uh, use our discount code. 
S-A-H-N. When you check out, you'll save yourself 15%. That's a pretty dang good savings right there. And if you find any sale items that you're interested in, throw those to your cart and you'll save an additional 15% off the already heavily discounted price. So thanks to King's Camo, they are truly a great company to work with. They have been very supportive of us and uh, and what we do. So we can't thank the guys over there enough. Um, we had Andrew, the um, marketing manager with us over in Colorado this last fall. We've gone on several shed hunts together. Um, I took he and his buddy from Minnesota on a spike elk archery hunt here in Utah. Didn't make it happen. I was a terrible guide, but we still had a lot of fun. So um, if you are in Utah or you ever pass through, stop in at their retail outlet there off the freeway off of I-15 down in Linden, Pleasant Grove area. Um, you can get your hands on their gear. They also have their items in many retail stores, but I highly advise you to stop into the retail store if you ever get the chance and talk to these guys in person. They are fantastic people and I'm just blabbering now, but honestly, they're great. So without further ado, here is episode 31 Choose Your Own Adventures with Sawyer Peacock. Well, let's get this party started. Sure. We're sitting here at the uh, Western Hunting and Conservation Expo 2019. This feels weird to say, yes, even does. though it's been 2019 for over a month. <laughs> we got Sawyer Peacock in the booth. Yes, sir. How are you, man? Good man, been busy and been having some fun and yeah, I'll chasing say you've been some things busy. around. Yeah, right on. Been good. Tell us about Sawyer. Who is Sawyer? Give uh, us your best sales pitch. Best sales pitch, man. I'm not very good at sales pitches. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a dating. I don't know who would, a dating website. Yeah, I don't know no, who would buy, which, but I can try. This, this is your elevator pitch <laughs> yeah, for you. Exactly. <laughs> Thirty second elevator pitch. Um, I. Sawyer Peacock. Sawyer Peacock's born and raised here in Utah. Um, started. The self-employment life about four years ago into the hunting industry. Um, what were you doing before? I was a nursing aide. I was wiping butts for a living, man. <laughs> and I loved hey. it, dude. I really did. Like hey. That was a very fulfilling job, like getting to work with people. I worked anywhere. Um, I managed group homes of kids that were disabled and in trouble, anywhere from 14 and then on up. And then I ended up working um, in rest homes where people had less than you three months to live kind of situations like that. Um, so I've worked from the start to the end of people's lives in the healthcare. Um, and it was very fulfilling and it was yeah. fun, but it was just hours away from my family that I wanted to be doing with my family and you I wanted more. to do something in the outdoor industry and stuff like that. And now that, um, I'm in here, I wouldn't change it for the world and it's been a, a cool ride. That's awesome. So. I think a lot of people are jealous of people that break away from the mundane nine to five, whatever have you, you know, the working yeah. for the man type of thing and, and going and do, following their dreams. For sure. But really, anybody could do it. Oh, right? dude, I mean, it's all, all it takes is an idea, yeah. right? Like, and it takes growing on top of that idea. Um, and, and like, people always ask me, like, where do I start? And I'm like, well, that's what you have to do is just start. 
like when I started. Is that the hardest part? Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, it's like you literally feel like you're stepping off a cliff. Like I remember walking away. I actually got fired from my last job. Um, I was, I was doing a little, I just finished uh, doing some nursing and I had like a lull time of where I was finishing college and I didn't want to get a new nursing job because it, it takes a lot of training on their part. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go paint houses. You know, it was something quick I could do for a couple months. And one day my boss just texted me and he's like, Hey man, don't bother coming in tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh and I was gosh. like, and I knew like we were friends and we're still friends, but, um, it was because like I was gone hunting so much. <laughs> and I told him when I got this job, I says, man, I'll work for you. You know, he's in, he needed some help. I says, but I'm going to have to go hunting when I want to go hunting. He's like, okay. Well, like, I don't think he meant like every day. It was going to be every day. Right. Yeah. So he's like, daddy, just don't bother coming in. So that was like literally the last job I had and I got fired from it. Um, which is fine. That like, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, fired you. yeah, I was gone a lot. Like <laughs> I fired and, myself. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I kind of just took a leap, and I started in the antler buying world. Um, I met Steve Sorensen when I was up at college, just through some sheds for Santa and stuff like that. Uh, so took a leap with him, and I've done that now for four years. Um, so I do that three months out of the year, and then I have just a couple small businesses on the side um, that kind of get me through. Um, a production company, I own just Peacock Productions, and then I contract out to the Experience uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they take me on some pretty wild adventures. And when I'm not doing that, I'm printing T-shirts and putting them in a threads box and own a subscription box company. And that's uh, it's been going good. We've been growing, and that's a, a year old today. And so it's Congrats. cool to watch that. Thank that you. Cool. It's cool it's cool to watch awesome. it uh, go. And, I mean, just watch around, walking around this expo, like I see people wearing shirts that we've printed. I'm like, that's satisfying. That is cool. Because cool, right? you guys yeah. do a lot of uh, custom stuff yeah yeah so is what we try to do is we try to do like limited edition kind of stuff right um you know at least one shirt per box it's like a limited edition like you can only get it here in the box right um so we try to do that so it's cool to walk around and see stuff that you definitely recognize things that you've done yeah exactly so that's fun it's it's cool cool and it's interesting and it's been good uh my parents own a silk screening business it's been good because i can give them a lot of business um keep them going and it's been uh, fun because I get to take my little girl with me every single day to work, you know. So and she loves it. She That's has to pack boxes. She draws on everybody's. Everybody gets a box has some drawing on it, you know. So it's cool. It's fun and it's fun to like. I mean, it is a lot of hours, yeah. you know. I mean, forty hours stops on Wednesday, but and and the rest continues. But it's fun because my girl gets to be there with me, and it's kind of yeah. a family ordeal. So it's cool. That's, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So how many businesses do you own? Um. Peacock Productions, Outdoor Threads Box, and my antler buying. So antler buying three, and then, and then I own a nonprofit, so four. Non-profit. So I have four total. Dude, Dang. you're yeah. a busy feller. It's uh, it's interesting. I've got a friggin' awesome wife. That I keeps was that. that was coming next. Yeah, yeah that was like, gonna be the next question. Man, yeah. and like, and that like being self-employed, your wife is like the most important key. And like, bless her heart, she works her butt off. She's got an amazing job and that she loves. I uh, thank heavens, and she works for an amazing company. Um, but that was like a key factor in the first couple of years getting things going. Yeah. It was like having a very supportive wife and it still is a key factor, but like being able to like be, let me chase what I wanted to. Cause some of my ideas are a little off the wall, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, I'm going to go, you have to be in like, right? and, and somebody coming from someone that wasn't a hunter when I said, Hey, I'm going to go buy antlers for a living. She's like, the hell what? <laughs> you know you're gonna That's buy thing? antlers yeah she's like i thought you just put those on my wall and i was like well i do but i'm gonna go buy more of them you know yeah <laughs> so i mean she's been super supportive like never second guess me um she just That's says huge, you know yeah. it'll work out she'll always just says yeah it, i know you know i know you you'll you'll make it work 
That's cool. So yeah. it's awesome to have that trust. Yeah, Last year cool. we yeah. talked to uh, Mark Smith, Muley Slayer. Yes. And uh, in that podcast, he talked about uh, any relationship going. Everyone says like you got to get fifty fifty, right? And he That's talks about 100, 100. 100. Yep. And it's like this whole another concept. Yep. And yeah. blew our mind. Kind of sounds yep. like yeah. Uh, we both put in like I mean, and every day like bless her heart. This 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 weekend she's by herself. I mean, it's Valentine's Day. Two day, kids taking ter- care of two kids and working a full time job like. It's insane, but she does it, and she doesn't complain, and she just keeps saying, go, you'll get it, you'll get it. That's awesome. You know, and over, it's, I mean, the, the self-employed life kind of continues to grow, obviously, you know, and you, we look for more things, and we start more businesses and try to bring things in, but, like, the last year has really been, like, okay, we're finally, like, starting to dial this in a little bit, you know, because the first little while, you're like, man, you guess yourself, you're like, how long can I sustain this? Is it worth it? How long can I, you know, go? And then, like, the last year, it's been like, cool, we got this. Like, we'll make it. That's you know? awesome. So yeah. You're self-reliant. Yeah. Completely self-reliant. Yeah. Everything's so that's on awesome. Us. Everything's on that's us. That's awesome to be that. My wife, actually, two weeks ago at church was, like, writing, scribbling something down. I'm like, what is she writing down? Start small business. I'm yeah. like, what? And, the other <laughs> yeah, and day, that's where it starts, right? Well, she's like, I want to start a small business. And I was like, well, what are you passionate about? She's like, I don't know, but I want to do one. And so then all these random ideas are flying. I'm I'm like on your wife's end. Like I'm just like, whoa. Sawn outdoors. I'm is just looking for a marketing director. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm just like I'm like comfortable, right? I'm not. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? I, we have a paycheck from you. Yeah. Paycheck from me. Insurance. We're good. And she's like, yeah, but I. Th- her motivation is well, when we have kids, I want to be home. Exactly. And so she's like. I don't want to open up a storefront. She's like, but I want to do something online. And so she's trying to figure it out, and I'm just over here holding my breath. Yeah. And, you know, and she's kind of like, I can't do it unless I have your support. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and I what's so it. cool in this day and age, like, literally you can make money at anything. Yeah. You can, if, if you find something and perfect it and market it and you're a good person and people like you, you'll make money at it. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, people are like, well, I just like to play video games. I'm like, well, guess what? There's a dude on making, you know, playing YouTube that whatever channel. game. YouTube channel is making millions a year. Yeah. Be good mm-hmm. at it. Be, you know, be a good person. Connect and, with people. Yeah. yeah. And you'll make money. Yeah. Like, so you can do it. Like, I, do anything. I know. So it's cool. Yeah. I, I think... For me personally, it's like taking that leap of faith. Like, it's so sketchy. can I step yeah. off that ledge? Because I don't know. Like the unknown freaks yeah. people out. I always say, like my wife was behind me holding the rope in case I fell flat on my face off the cliff. You know, That's like because awesome. and, and it cool is analogy. like she I need had to find a, a wife with a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like so she's like been like a massive. And honestly, like without her, I wouldn't have been able to just been like, hey, I'm just going to go do this self-employed thing. You know, like yeah. it's, it's nice. And she keeps me grounded to be like, hey, that idea little off the let's wall let's tone that, it down so. to here and i'm like oh yeah that's a better idea let's do that that's cool yeah. i had a guy tell me the other day hey listen bankruptcy isn't like it used to be it's not as scary and i'm like <laughs> it's only seven years of credit <laughs> failure yeah, yeah, that's what I was he's, like, he's like listen you Filed can recover he's like live your dreams times. and i was yeah. like <laughs> my dream heck? is to not be bankrupt my, yeah. <laughs> my dream is to be successful he's like yeah but what if your idea flops he's like yeah. people are gonna make fun of you do whatever he says but at least you had the courage to do it see and when i start something I mean, and I know none of this is hunting related, but like I try to do it to where as if I flop, I'm not like out, right? Like, right. So I start businesses that are like a low overhead. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to have something to start a business. It costs something, but right. to the point where I'm like not betting, like, oh, I'm either going to be a millionaire or I'm going down. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I try to do it to they're like pretty, you know, I mean, only 25 years old, like where they're pretty financially smart to where I'm not just going to lose everything. Right. Yeah. You know, like even if my, my box business today, if everybody stopped subscribing, like all of a sudden they were all gone, 
I'm still not out anything because I don't have overhead in that, right? right? You know, like it's a month to month kind of a deal. So yeah. I like, and I tell people that, like, oh, I want to get into it. I'm like, well, just start something that you're not going to lose your ass end on if you, right. go, you know, over tea kettle. Yeah. So what on this idea? I'm asking this specifically because my wife's idea. Yeah. Do you would you say come up with a smart idea, or and it probably is a little bit of both, or do you come up with a very innovative, unique idea? Which one both. is more successful? Both. I mean, it matters how you market it, dude. I mean, you can sell a turd on eBay if you market it right. It's true. So Looks I mean, like it's Jesus. Just, yeah. <laughs> you can do anything. So yeah, I mean, both like selling T-shirts in a box. I wouldn't. When I first started it, I'm like, yeah, my friends will sign up, you know. And then I, I started giving, and I was like, you know, if I market this right, and if I, if I, you know, connect with people and put cool things in, like, it might actually work. And then I'm like, well, there's 14 million hunters in the United States, licensed hunters. Like, every single one of them throughout their lives is going to buy a hunting T-shirt. Why can't I sell it like to all 14 million? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. I never heard that number you before. Know? Yeah, there's 14 four, million. I mean, Pennsylvania has a million bow hunters alone. You know. So yeah, I need to start making bowstrings. Yeah. We should do an outdoor thread <laughs> box in Pennsylvania before yeah. he gets there. Exactly. <laughs> Cut him off. Exactly. And call it mm. Outdoor shirts yeah. box. Pennsylvania box. <laughs> Pennsylvania box. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's uh, either one of those. I mean just be smart about it, but also be unique. Cool. You, you have know? any plans to start any other businesses? Any? Um, yeah, we've got here? a few things in the works. Uh, me and my partner are just kind of building some pages and stuff right now going to kind of look more into the midwest um maybe like a few more like product specific boxes or like i don't know like a whitetail box yeah be getting whitetail stuff or midwest uh, yeah and windshield scraper yeah exactly <laughs> maybe a jacket right now too so you know just like just yeah we're just gonna once we perfect our marketing scheme now and make sure that it works and that we're it goes we'll just see what else takes us and and i mean business ideas when i started this um i i literally just thought of the idea i was at out of ata and just like clicked in my head and i'm like well, why don't i do this and a week later the website was rolling so i mean it doesn't doesn't have to be something you think about forever yeah so yeah i mean it's whatever pops in my head in the next little while we'll start yeah, it that's awesome we'll see cool. how it goes I'm, i i shouldn't say i'm jealous because i could do it too yeah yeah but i am I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm way too I'm, I'm freaking jealous week. of the guy that invented the, you know, sticky note. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's making more money than me. <laughs> and I'm like, I could have invented that. <laughs> you know, paper clip. Come on, man. Jeez. You know, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. And it's, and, and. The potty golf. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Like, there's so much stuff. And I'm like, you guys are freaking genius. Yeah. You know. There are yeah. those weird little things like that. That, that are just. Once cut. someone comes, comes up. And, and you're like, I knew that. Yeah. It was going to work. You know how, how many people have came up to me and like, man. I thought of that idea for two years. I'm like, well, I thought of it for a week, and I started it. That's the biggest thing. Just and that's start the difference, it. yeah. yeah. You in fact, took a, an I idea. made a post the night I thought of it. I was just like kind of gathering some information, like, hey, would you guys be interested? And my friend, thank heavens, Justin Wagner from, from Texas, called me, and he said, man, friend of friend, get that off social media right now. I says, why? And he goes, somebody has thought of that idea, and they're going to take it. Don't post it until you've patented it and trademarked and got it going. Yeah. And I was like, you're the man. And how many people I've had said, man, I was working on an idea like that. I was going to do that. And I'm like, but just you do didn't. it. Just got to do it. That's the you were gonna, I did it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just got to start. It's that that leap of faith to, to jump off that bridge or that cliff, like you're saying, you know. Yeah. That that's. I think that's the part people get jealous about. Yeah. 
Not that you're successful at it, really, but just but the, 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 that you I did, had the yeah, guts to do it. And yeah. yeah, and it was a slow process, man. I mean, I didn't take like a running full sprint off the cliff. Sure. You know, like I eased my way into it, figured out, oh, I can make some paychecks here, I can do this. If things get slow, I'll have this as a back. Like, it was a pretty slow process, but the cliff still did come to an abrupt end. You know, yeah. okay, now it's time, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, psych yourself up, get as ready as possible to yeah. jump off yeah. that cliff. You know, and I've but. always got backups, right? Like, I mean, I've, you know, been to school and I can go back to work if I need to and things yeah. like that, but yeah. I don't ever want to. Right. No the reason to, if you I'm just doing. keep... Yeah. yeah, thinking, yeah. driving forward. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Talk to me about, uh, we're going to switch gears no, totally let's here. let's do it. Talk to me about these trips you're doing with the experience. You and Dallas and Jason yeah. Price. Yeah. Yep. You Jason guys Price. are going all over the freaking world, dude. We are. And hunting crazy stuff yeah. in crazy places. Yeah, I mean, some stuff I have to Google because I don't know what they are, man. <laughs> like, how in the heck did this all get started? So, kind of with the leap of going self-employed, uh, I mean... I was sitting at, uh, we lived in an apartment up in Cache Valley as I was going to school and I found, well, a, a, a outdoor channel had reached out to me maybe through email marketing or something. And I was like, like, Hey, you know, get a TV show on our channel. And I'm like, well, yeah, everybody does TV shows at hunts. Like, let's do it. I have no film background. I have nothing at this point. And they were like, Hey, it's only $10,000. And I was like, what I have to pay you? You know, I'm like, Hey, well, I'll come up with it. Don't worry. And I bought a camera off KSL that night for 250 bucks. had them ship it to me. I mean, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just going to film my hunts and we'll have a hunting show. Like, it's that easy. You know, people will pay me. Let's do it. So I do this hunting show, or I, I get this camera, and it literally doesn't even have a record button. It's a picture camera. Like, you can't <laughs> record with it. And I'm like, oh, that was really stupid Stop motion? But like, that was, yeah. <laughs> like, that was my 250 bucks. And my wife's like, that's what you can spend. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So... Then I started taking wedding pictures, you know, just, I was like, well, I can, you know, learn how to use this and I can save up money and I'll buy a new camera and then I'll go to the hunting show. Yeah. You know, I was obsessed with being on TV, wanted to have a hunting show on TV. And I mean, mind you, this is five, four or five years ago at this point. And so started taking pictures, learned my camera, watched YouTube in and out, figured out my settings, uh, became fairly proficient with it. And bought you know some video cameras and i'm like okay now how do i do this hunting thing and then right around then dallas uh haymeyer called me and he's like dude uh i need you to film a hunt like i know you're decent with a camera come with me it's a last minute in canada we're going mountain goat hunting like can Honey, you leave can I go yeah canada? like can you leave this week and i'm like <laughs> dude, i don't even have a passport and he's like we'll go get one so i expedited a passport in two days got it Holy crap, and geez. we took off and i mean i've been messing around with the camera i'd you know been on devin leonard's elk hunt which is now a viral hunt and i'd been on um an ibex hunt in the floridas with devin and stuff like that so like it'd been slowly progressing to where dallas been like okay this kid you know at least knows how to hit record um so I went up with Dallas, and we had an amazing hunt, with, which is now one of my best friends, Ryan Berard, Saltooth uh, West Outfitters in BC. And we killed uh, a giant billy on literally the last morning, last hour, like one of those hunts that you just remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. I passed out on the mountain, uh, <laughs> spent like four days in the hospital. Like yeah, just I remember Like a crazy yeah. experience. You know, like I was out of shape. I got pneumonia. Like it was just bad you oh, know wow. but it's one of those hunts you're like i will remember country. that yeah i will remember that for the rest of my yeah. life and um, it's fun though looking back yeah. right oh i'd do it again yeah 
you know, you I have would a cool do it again story. tomorrow. Yeah, I almost died hunting. Exactly. In another, you know, and it's Country. on film. You know, like yeah. they're filming me. I just look like a ghost laying yeah. there, you know. And so um, that's where it all kind of started. Um, Dallas had already made the connection with Jason Price, who, again, now is one of my best friends. Um, and at about that time, they were starting the experience. So the experience is coming up on a little over a year old now, mm-hmm. um, YouTube channel. And I was kind of opened my eyes to the digital world. Um, and in between this, I've done a little bit of filming for Hush and some other YouTube channels um, like Chad and those guys. And so I had my eyes open to like this digital world instead of TV. So I was being pulled away from the TV side of it and put into the digital side. Um, and then Jason just kind of brought me on like arms in like, hey, dude, let's go. Like, I trust you. You know, he's never like questioned my abilities. Like, let's just go. And so we started booking these hunts and... Our goal is to show, like, the true – that's why we named it the experience. Like, we want to tro- show the true experience of international hunting. Dude, it's, it's, it's a perfect name. Yeah, I and mean, it fits because cool. how many times you're like, man, it's not about the antlers. It's about the experience. And I'm like, yeah, that's us. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. so the name just stuck. Yeah, and think about all the crazy stuff like almost dying, yeah. having pneumonia, yeah. like sliding down some rock cliff. Exactly. Or, 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 like, like, there's just some – Other people might story. cut out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, like, experience. we want to we try to show that. And we can always do a better job. I mean, there's always more that we can add. And we, we try our hardest. But it's like, I mean, not many people in their lives are going to go to Kyrgyzstan and sleep in a cave that's negative 20 for eight days living off Snicker bars. You know, and, like, we want to wow. show that. How does that even, like, come to yeah, fruition? Did, I so, am so curious in that. Like, I don't even <laughs> know where Kyrgyzstan. How you get Snicker bars into the country? Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Where is it? So, Kyrgyzstan is over... Um, it borders China and maybe like Iran or I don't know, somewhere over there. Like okay. In Kazakhstan, we, you know, yeah. we drove through, they're all the stands. Yeah. You're just over there. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jason says, Hey man, we're going to go hunt an Ibex and Ibex are absolutely one of my favorite animals. They're just a badass critter. You know, it's just a goat that can literally go anywhere and yeah. they're so cool. So it's like, we're going to go head over to Kyrgyzstan. Uh, we've got this Ibex. We'll be hunting, um, I believe it was the mid-Asian ibex, yeah, that we were chasing around there. There's so many subspecies, and he goes, it's a 10-day trip, we'll be staying in some cabins, shouldn't, you know, it's going to be hard hiking, All any goat hunt is a hard hike, obviously, right. they live at the top, and it'll be cold, so dress warm, and bring a sleeping bag, and that's pretty much the info I had, you know, <laughs> so we booked the flights, we land, and it starts off with an ass kicker of a 14-hour drive. Like, after you land of a 15-hour flight, and you're like, all right, let's go. And so uh, we drive and drive and drive, um, and you're in a foreign country. And it's not it's not anything like you see in the movies in the stands. Like, you know, you're not getting shot at by RPGs. It's not anything like that. But it's still, like, kind of have an eerie feeling, I yeah. guess. It's just somewhere so new, foreign, you know. Yeah. But, like, I'd have that same feeling in L.A., right? Like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So sometimes I get that in yeah, Salt Lake. Exactly. <laughs> so like we get to our camp, um, pretty nice house slash lodge. Nobody speaks a lick of English. We have some dinner and we wake up and they says, Okay, we're going on the horses. We'll see you in five, six, seven days whenever you kill. All right. So we hop on the horses, we're told we're going to a cabin, uh, there'll be solar there, like all this kind of stuff. So hop on and we ride and we we're told it's like a two hour ride. Seven hours later, we're just still trudging through a big avalanche <laughs> slide basin, and it's just going, never ending. And I'm like, we got to be touching China by now, you know? Like, yeah. we're almost there. And they pull up, put us inside this uh, cave. It was literally a rock 
kind of an undercut, and they'd build up some rocks around to kind of help the wind. And through the little broken English, I was like, hey, where's where's the house? They're like, no house, cave. Like, well, <laughs> thought we were coming to house. They're like, no cave, cave. I'm like, sweet. There's no trees. There's no firewood. You think There's you're going to die at this point? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like a murder. Yeah, I, mean, I just remember looking at Jason. I'm like, man, I hope you shoot an Ibex first thing in the morning. You know, like, let's and this could be really So rough. we set up in this cave. Jason looks up 800 yards. There is a monster billy. And I'm like, wow. And we're like, confusion. You know, we're telling them, hey, let's go shoot this. And they're like, no, too late. And we saw a good half hour light. And like, too late. We'll get him tomorrow. He'll be this low. I mean, it's low on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, scary low. And I'm like, I don't feel good about leaving that thing. So we left him. And uh, we wake up, pull up the spotter, nowhere to be found, right? And they're like, okay, let's go. So we take horses on a place that you should never take a horse. And we get to the top of this mountain to where the horses would go. And they point at the very tippy top. There's that billy. And it's like, game on, let's go. Um, So we hiked and uh, hiked and hiked and ended up shooting... um, two billies that day we had two tags so we got uh one was able to go back retrieve the next one the next day it was in too bad of a spot for us to like literally physically get to i remember coming out the night um we'd already just got the one billy chased through snow and hell and breakfast all day long and like i've never been that scared in my life because it was the steepest mountain i'd ever been on loose slick ice and jason who is an absolute mountain goat as well turned around to me and he said dude I don't feel like we should be here. Like, and that's the first time he's ever, like, we've been to foreign countries everywhere, right? Yeah. And he's always just optimistic and looking around. He goes, man, I don't feel like we should be in this spot right now. But we didn't have an option. Like, we can't go back. Yeah, what do you it's do? just as sketchy. The only way is forward. You know, and I, I remember in the video, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm going down to the bottom of the riverbed, and I will walk out there. And he's like, but, dude, what if there's a cliff? Like, you're stuck there, and you couldn't make it back up. Oh I mean, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I was literally, yeah, I was, yeah, you, you know, and it's getting dark. Yeah. And, and of course, and this is my own fault, like, I always, you're in charge of your own water, you know, and, and nobody else. But they said, no, leave your backpacks here. We'll bring your water. Well, the backpacks got left, so I'm eight hours without water. We're dehydrated. Oh, the rivers are frozen. We have no nothing to drink. They kept saying, do not eat the snow. Like, something was in the snow. You can't eat it. So we're just dehydrated and, and in a bad position you know and i'm yeah. on the, i just remember being on the side of a cliff and jason said man you need to get eight feet eight feet higher or you're in trouble and i just remember like i don't know if i can get that eight feet like this sucks yeah you know so i get the eight feet and then we, we were able to work our way off the mountain and and got back to the horses as soon as i get on the horse my horse steps in like a gopher hole or whatever's on the side of the mountain and like leg is shot and they're like, no, keep riding. And you know, I've been around <laughs> animals a long time. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not riding this thing. Like, I feel too feel guilty. And they're like, you're five miles from the truck. I'm like, or from the, the cave. And I'm like, I don't care how far we are. I'm not going to ride this horse out of here. You know, first off, because we're still on a steep mountain. Like, I, my horse needs to be at 100%, not 10. You yeah, know? right. Yeah. So <laughs> I walk my way off. Uh, it's pitch black. We get back to the cave. We're just kind of beat, you know. And, uh, I'm like, hey, what's for dinner? And we had some dehydrated meals. And so we boil some water. We don't have, we didn't bring jet boils because we were told we were going to be in a house. Well, and you can't take them in the foreign countries. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's no sticks. So we're like <laughs> breaking like grass up off the ground to burn it to boil this water. And like little tiny brush sticks to get this water boiled. Boil it, put it in the thing, and then we let them sit the 10, 15 minutes. We go to open it up, start to eat it, and it's raunchy. Like, terribly like bad. Rancid. 
Well, is what was happening is it was we're averaging from about negative 10 to negative 21 degrees all the time. Never got, just stayed there the whole time. And it was too cold for the water to do anything. And, you know, as soon as we'd be done boiling and put it in the packs, it would almost freeze. So the food wasn't being cooked. And so, yeah, just like you you physically like it was starving, but you couldn't get past the taste and the the grittiness. Like you just couldn't eat it. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, So we ate a Snickers bar. They have Snickers bar. Every country has Snickers bars. The best thing on earth, right? And I don't eat I don't eat Snicker bars in the U.S., but I'll eat the hell out of Snicker bar anywhere else. In a negative twenty k. Yeah. So we got Snicker bars. We had four king size Snicker bars, so it comes with like two regular yeah, ones yeah. inside of it. And it's just me and Jason. And these guides are like next level. I don't even know what they were eating. Um, they had like some like a sriracha fish paste in a can. And they were like, just eat. And we both, of course, just start gagging immediately. You know, like oh, no, sir- like um, like. Like rancid sardines soaked in sriracha sauce, just like something terrible that nobody should eat, especially in a foreign country <laughs> on the side of the mountain. Like I'm not trying that, you know, you know, far away away from any ocean. Yeah. Like I'm not eating that. It can't be fresh. So uh, we lived off those Snicker bars. We ended up staying in the cave for like maybe another four days, just circumstances of trying to get the billy back off the mountain in a bad spot and then, you know, you wait a day, give the horses rest, go back. And we literally ate Snicker bars. And, uh, thank goodness for Snickers. It's, it's tough because like the light, you know, the, the, we're so far up in the world, whatever. And I don't know what it was, but the sun doesn't come over the top of you. It's like Alaska. It just kind of hovers. Oh the yeah. Skyline. Mm. So it's only light for a little while. And so then you're just stuck and it's too cold. Like you don't have a fire. So I'm going to sit out by the fire. It's too cold to sit just out and talk with people. So you just have to be in your sleeping bag. So for 15 hours a day, you're just sitting in the sleeping bag. Right? Like, sounds horrible. Like, just don't know what to do. You know, the hunting's over, but we don't really, can't go back yet. And it's like, you're just sitting there and you're so stuck in misery. Cold, <laughs> man. And I remember I had two uh, sh- shows on my phone, and it was uh, Fast and Furious and 13 Hours. And I have both of those memorized to the T, because I'll bet I watch them five times a day. Like, there's just nothing else to do, right? And, and we couldn't talk with our guides. They didn't speak English, so it was yeah. just me and Jason, and we would just sit there and watch shows all day. Jeez. And, you know, until, of course, all the batteries are dead, because it's so cold, and then we're just done. And we just wait, and then we, we uh, the, the last morning, I, I'm like, why are we not eating Ibex meat? You know, we've got this Ibex. They're like, I'm yeah. starving. And they're like, we'll cook some, we'll cook some. And so I wake up, they've got their little tiny grass fire going, boiling some water, and I go over there, and I'm, like, looking in this pot, and they're just boiling this, like, slab of something off the Ibex. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they pointed to their groin area, and it <laughs> registered with me that they're boiling this Ibex dick oh my for gosh. breakfast. And then they, like, cut it and put it on a spoon for me. And they're like, eat, oh. eat. And I'm like, uh, no. Like, I'm fine. And they were like, no, eat make you strong. And I'm like, I don't need to be strong. Man. Like, I'm fine. You know? So that was the only meat we were offered for that five oh days. God. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. Like, that's something, that's something I'll never forget. How, exactly. how many days do you think it would have taken before you took a bite? Uh, I was getting pretty close, man. Yeah, I was getting pretty close. Maybe five and a half days. Yeah, I mean, you burn a lot of calories when it's cold, dude. And like, I was bars only replace so much. Yeah, like I was getting pretty, pretty close to that. Like it was, you know, by the end of the day, it might have been pretty appetizing. Yeah. I was starting to like tip over rocks for grubs or something. I don't know. You guys got any more that? Uh, yeah, that you know, more ibex stick laying around. No, so like it was. That's like one of the one of the Give cool ones. Yeah, um, those foreign uh, countries are just always fun to 
go explore, see new things. Um, Azerbaijan's probably my favorite hunt um, as far as like a foreign, foreign country. Um, just the, the culture was cool. The people were cool. The mountains were beautiful. They were a total ass kicker. It was like a, I think it was a nine or ten hour ascent to get to the top. What country um, did you say? Azerbaijan. Another one of those stands. Yeah. Yeah. That's we a with country. A yeah. What's that? That's a country? Yeah. It's a little tiny one uh, next to the Caspian Sea. Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a beautiful country. Um, you know, obviously a very poor country, but we were hunting an animal called Tur. It's like a big sheep goat mix. Awesome. Mm-hmm. An- or horn structure. Just that really the cool one that animal. comes off? And no, no. Of- they curl straight back almost huh. they don't have any here like nobody hardly shoots them so it's hard to like show somebody what they look like that was the one like when he's like hey we're going tur hunting and i was like tar in new zealand he's like no tur it's t-u-r and so i had to google it I'm like <laughs> looks cool you know um so that was right next to the russia border um crazy experience with the russian soldiers over there it was like pretty wild got off the mountain really quick like their borders are pretty undefined over mm-hmm. there you know like they just next work there no, Onyx does not work over there. They just decide when you're on their country. Yeah, hey, and it's um, like, yeah, and like if they want to get, yeah. If they so, want to be Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and, and I don't ever not feel like worried that I'm like going to prison or something, but there's sometimes you're like, you know, I should probably just leave like this, you know, yeah. and it's not that you're doing anything illegal, it's just that I'm a, you don't want to give them a reason. I'm a white dude over in what I think is Azerbaijan and they think is Russia. You know, so it's you like. Just hurry and check your phone. What's the relationship like between exa- Trump and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get out of here. Right yeah, on. let's go. Cancel yeah. the hunt. We'll come back next month. Yeah. So, I mean, that was really cool. Just the culture. We got to spend a few days, like, in, in Baku, um, in the main town, which is, which is cool. Um, met some really cool people. Um, but, like, I still love hunting the mainland here um, for sheep. Sheep are just like the badass of all badass. That's thing, huh? They just get yeah. you. Huh? Sheep are just cool because you know you're going to get your ass kicked. You know it's going to be hard, but you know, like, when you finally walk up to a ram, you're like, that was so worth it. The most fulfilling. That was, cool. Yeah, feeling. like, for me, that is the pinnacle. Like, some people are like, elk's my pinnacle. This, like, the day that I walk up to my own personal ram will, like, be the pinnacle of my hunting career. Well, like, I got chills saying that. Like, the day I walk up to a ram and I'm like, I got that. Like, that's. That's where I want to get to. Are you going to quit right after that? No, I'll go for all four of them then. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the yeah. we'll, we'll go for the Grand Slam. Yeah. Dallas's wife, she yeah. got tag this year Unreal. watching that. Oh, I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, that's Drew that tag with three points, man. I mean, three hey, points. you can't draw if you don't put in. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's like, uh, I, mean, I mean, my main film career started with Jason, like my first big international, like, m- true mountain hard hunt. Um, was a stone sheep in British Columbia, northern British Columbia, and that was, like, pretty unforgettable. The stone weathers, sheep are pretty cool. Yeah, they're the coolest out of all of them by far. Like, I'll take any of them, but stone sheep stone. look the coolest. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a few stone sheep out in the main hall. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. And I was, like, right where you the coats, for the hunt. Holy freak. Everything's unreal, They're man. huge. Yeah. Just coming off yeah. the head, I'm like, I mean, as far as, like, a thin horn sheep from, like, stone to doll, like, I'm going to choose a stone. Doll are cool, but stone. Yeah. Stone, just the capes, the blue in them. Like, mm-hmm. They're just it's a cool sheep, and they live in beautiful, beautiful places. The weather's unforgiving. It rains, it pours, it snows. It's hot. Like, like well, you just, think elk and deer are tough. Like, you yeah, see where yeah, these you sheep know, live in a little water. Yeah, I mean, and it all depends on, like, what kind of situation you've got yourself in. Like, I've got myself in bad situations elk hunting. Places I probably shouldn't have been. Well, that and it sucked just as bad. But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, it's like, you know you can get back to the truck that night. You know? Sheep hunting, I'm like, 
Cheap hunting, you have to do that 100% of the time. Yeah, I'm like, well, the float plane, yeah, exactly. Cave in a foreign land eating. Yeah, yeah, nobody's coming to hell then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not making it back. Question about that. Yeah. So is that, in these foreign countries, they have some crazy regulations surrounding the meat? Like, does that go back to the people? No. Why why couldn't you eat any of the meat? We could have. We just didn't i guess i don't i don't know like <laughs> it I wasn't offered yeah like i couldn't communicate <laughs> customs with, well, and, and like i've ate yeah exactly <laughs> like you just don't want to like interfere with any and they took everything right like yeah. like guts like they had it all did and the meat come back with yeah, you guys yeah we took everything back we just didn't maybe that's eat why. it <laughs> and i don't know why I'm starving like, there's delicious yes. backstrap and they're feeding me you know and, and like like goat is never truly that good like it's pretty gritty like i'll eat it you know yeah. it's not bad in a burger or spaghetti but like heaters man go yeah, like you make a steak out of that man you ain't eating it you know but at the same time like i almost say nibex steaks you're probably options, yeah. yeah i am so <laughs> glad you did not eat that yeah because no. what if you liked it exactly and you come back here and you're like mm, yeah look it was at good that. yeah and you gotta but tell maybe, your wife look at that big bull elk yeah. right there and i'm not talking about it yeah four and maybe i'd have been stronger they said i was <laughs> um, gonna be get you know make yeah. me healthy what if you liked it and then you came back and then every animal in america you started you did the grand slam penis test well it's just yeah. like how uh, uh <laughs> what's his name meat eater receiver yeah. eats that eyeball fat man that can't taste good you know that he can't says taste it good. Does. He says, yeah, yeah, it's full of yeah. crap, it man. Like, tastes like dough, he says. Yeah, yeah. Like and I don't yeah. eat raw sourdough, though. Don't taste good to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah I don't no. eat it because it doesn't taste good. So I don't the, want something to taste like it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. meat regulations, um, I mean, honestly, in those foreign countries, it's there's not much regulation when it comes to it. But the culture, obviously, you know, I mean, that's cool to see. Like, the culture there, everybody's like, you know, you respect the animal and you take the meat back. Yeah. Um, and they eat. All of it, man. Like, I remember. So, finally, we made it back to the lodge in Kyrgyzstan, and there's chuckers everywhere. It's like the chucker capital of the world. Yeah. You know, like thousands of yeah. them. So, they go out, they shoot some chuckers. I'm like, okay, you can't mess up a chucker meal. Like, this is obviously going to be good. So, it took them like nine, ten hours to cook this chugger. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm start. Like, this is the point where I'm it literally takes a long time hangry. To, to, to chucker, chucker, small, man. Yeah. yeah. So, small. So they, I go in there, and they've taken the entire bird. They've maybe shot 9, 10, 12, I don't know. And they take them all, and they've got this boiling water, and they just dumped the entire bird, feathers, everything, into this pot. And they're just boiling it. And they boiled and boiled and boiled. <laughs> and then they it bring it over. down to a marble. Yes. And oh, then they just man. get like the, like, like they, you know, let the water cool down. They pick out the bird, and they just set it on your plate. It's covered in black tarry feathers because it's been boiled from the bottom. And I'm like, you messed it up. You had one job. Like, that was the easiest thing to not mess up. And you messed up it's a chucker. a bird, man. Yeah. Jeez. And so then they'd be like, okay, well, tonight's lamb shank. And I'm like, you know, lamb's decent. I can, can I, I cook? Can do lamb. Yeah. They just so threw they, a whole lamb into well, a so pot. They take, for- this, they take the whole leg. They come over and they get a big old cleaver knife. And they, like, hit it 15 times so it's, like, broken and bones everywhere. And then they just put it in the pot and boil it until the meat falls off. And then they give you the bone. So they boil <laughs> the bone. Yes. No meat. You don't no. even get to drink the broth, huh? They don't no. know what barbecue is? Roasting. Yeah. Seriously. And I'm like, guys, let's just throw us a little bit of cracked pepper on it and sear it for five minutes and we'll be good. You know? And it's like you get this, like, bone with, like, a little tiny bit of meat that you, like, have to, like, pull out your Havilon and chop off. Can't even gut it. And you're like, what is wrong? And the whole time you're like, now I know why you guys are all Look skinny. at that shirt. Exactly. Right I'm interrupting your podcast. Look at that shirt. Oh, man, Jared's got the Shed for Santa shirt on. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like... Makes you smile. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so I've ate good food and I've ate bad food. Azerbaijan was a lot of, like, goat cheese and, like, a, I called it the puck bread. It looked like a big hockey puck and it was, like, as solid as one, too. But it was actually pretty good. A little bit of salty goat cheese and some jam. They love jam. And then you just 
that's what that's what you live on. Because I mean, we take you know freeze dried meals and stuff, but. What's the preparation like as far as your camera gear? I mean, batteries, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but for these hunts where you're going to a super remote place in a foreign land in freezing temperatures, what is like? What do you pack? Man, for that? You, so my packing list pretty much stays the same for every hunt, and then it's how you adapt when you get there to what it is because we don't go in with a ton of information. And you don't, right? Yeah, you don't know. What and I didn't know how my camera was going to act in negative. 20. You thought you were going to be in a house in your yeah, exa- yeah. Because I'm like, they're like, oh no, you'll be able to charge your stuff. You're going to have solar, and then, <laughs> well, yeah, the cave did not have solar. <laughs> have <laughs> a damn outlet, you know, Ooh, like the Americans. Yeah, so like I, I pack the same. So like my, I, I, I take everything. I take all my gear. I have about forty uh, batteries, and I plan on using two to four a day. Um, so that's anywhere yeah. from about a thousand to two thousand pictures plus video. Jeez. Um, now, not saying I always take that much, but that's right. what I like to try to plan on. Yeah. Right. So I try to plan on four batteries a day. Um, lenses. I've just got you know an assortment from wide to to long lenses. The phone scope's a key part of what we use because you know a lot of it's long distance rifle hunting as far as four, five, six hundred yards where cameras just don't get the best video. Um, Do you take as far as your lenses? Um, Mostly primes, or you got um, zooms? Both. I've got a prime that it's like, it's a 50, um, and it's like my favorite, man. I've taken some wicked pictures with that. And it was like a kit lens, too. You know, really? I mean, it just came with the camera, and I'm like, I love this lens, and I do so much. I do all my weddings and product and everything with that lens, and all my uh, kill photos and stuff all comes from that. And then I have a 16 to 35 wide that's like, pretty useful as far as the filming aspect um the 50 i hardly ever film on um and then i have a 70 to 200 which honestly doesn't leave my pack that much unless like the animal's 100 yards away and i need to get video of it if it's if it's within 50 to 100 i'll pull out that if not the phone scope comes out gotcha so um yeah i mean and and it's just how you adapt when you get there like i remember we got out and i start filming in kyrgyzstan it's freezing cold and I keep the batteries on the very inside pocket of, like, 15 layers, you know, so I feel like they keep pretty warm. I put it in the thing, and it's at full battery, and I'm filming, and I'm just watching the battery drop, and about 45 seconds later, it dies. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. So what we would do um, is we'd build a little fire, like, under the tripod or something like that to, like, just keep enough heat that, like, as we're doing an interview or something, the camera would stay running. So, like, it was getting bad, like, to the point, I try to film as much possible, you know, like, anything, but then this time it's, like, we're selectively filming because we'll run out of batteries. Mm -hmm. It's, like, we won't film unless it's perfect condition, like, has to be filmed. Yeah. Because we would have just flat out run out of batteries. It was just too cold. Have you ever, and I don't know if anyone's done this probably, but... and it might not work in a foreign country, but have you ever tried like those hand warmers? Those oh yeah, we duct tape them. Tape? We've done everything. Does yeah. that work? Yeah, I mean, anything you can do to just put a little bit of heat back into your battery will help. Um, but it's just sometimes it's just too damn cold. So I mean, obviously it's different from hunt to hunt, but on average, what would you say your camera gear weighs? Like how much of your pack? My cam my camera gear alone's twenty seven pounds. Um, and then you add gear on top yeah. of that, and I take a pretty hefty sleeping bag because it's freezing cold yeah. you know i mean I'm, I'm not carrying a two pound sleeping bag I'm about four and a half five pound sleeping bag um tents usually aren't an issue um i run the qu2p and a lot of a lot of these hunts like we hardly ever ever do a true backpacking hunt right like we've got horses and stuff Takes um, your stuff in but yeah so i mean we're hardly ever like truly living off of our backs and if it did like my pack would probably be around 70 i would guess uh, but my average everyday hiking pack by the time i add water 
my dry gear, my super down, uh, like because I always, no matter if it's 110, I will have my Yukon rain gear and my um, super down pants and top because in the worst situation. If I'm stuck out and don't have a sling bag, I can put that on and I'll survive the night. And it's happened several times where I've just been like, we're not making it back to camp. Put on the puffy, put on the rain gear, and lay down. You know, So average weight pack hiking throughout the day is probably 30, 35 to 38 pounds, I assume. With your camera gear? And with camera gear, with you know, a couple jackets, and I uh, usually throw a couple you know, salt pills and, and something that's like Snicker high bars. fat hard carb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, like Snicker bars truly are, like any kind of candy bar truly is, like I'll eat those over a, a candy bar, or over a protein bar any day. It's quick, it's instant, they actually taste decent, they don't taste like chalk. And nobody wants, I mean, I don't want to gut down a cliff bar on the side of the mountain. I just rather eat a Snickers bar. And it's just about, at that point, putting calories into your body. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, burning that fast. Yeah, and matter. you'll never catch up on a hunt. You'll nope. never catch up with the amount of calories you're burning, but you can at least help it a little bit. Yeah. You know, so, when I had my archery elk tag, I was, like, living on the mountain. I spent 15 total days, wow. not in a row, yeah. you know, but of the 30-day archery season. Yeah. And I lost, like, 16 pounds. Yeah. My pants, I was, like, cinching them up, and they, they're they still feeling like yep. I was wearing Jinkos or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll, you're burning five you to 7,000 calories a day easy. Easy. You know? And you, you can't eat that. No. You, but I've, I've noticed I've had to, like, consciously force myself to eat. I'm not hungry, yeah. but I'm like, but dude, I have burned yeah. the calories. I'm not going to make it salt, back up the mountain. Yeah, yeah, salt pills have been good for me just because, like, yeah, I've I mean, you sweat that. that out, and it just adds that a little bit of extra you know, I gotta, yeah. just, I gotta try that Keeps out. You, going, you know, just I, put nutrients back in your body. I just take a Gatorade bottle in the bag. You know, it's extra water yeah. or extra yeah. weight. You know, but just the flavor electrolytes of that, electrolytes, electrolytes yeah. is a huge morale yeah. boost. See, dude, and my thing yeah. is a, a tang. I love tang, yeah. and oh, they yeah. make it in this like little squirt. You know, like a like, oh it's yeah, like a drop. Mio or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like the meal drops kind of like that, but it's tang. So uh, I take that because no, a lot of the times we're like drinking out of rivers or water that's not necessarily probably good. the best yeah and just mentally it's tough for me sometimes to drink like just the straight water but if i dump some tang in there lights out i'll drink it all day long yeah i mean i've drank some sketchy water before but tang <laughs> cures everything and there's it's so light because you're not and it the good thing about those is it fills 15 bottles instead of me just carrying one bottle of tang and then when it's out it's out yeah i'll go oh, on yeah. a sheep hunt and i've got two of those little tang things that'll fill me 30 bottles of water that's Dude, cool that's, so, you know, there's probably no Lots nutrient value to it, but but hey, just the, you like you said, it's there's morale. something about having a flavor. To yeah, it helps. You know, it helps a lot. I mean, it's yeah. no coke, but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what do you think your most memorable hunt is? Oh man, my next that's one. To pick. Yeah, your next one. You know, I mean, I just look forward to the that's next one. Like that's a good answer. Like Steve always says too. Like my favorite places are the places I've never been. You know, like I can't that's... wait to go somewhere where it's like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. This is new to me, and this is somewhere where probably not that many people will come back to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've got I've got a Spain trip coming up. That one's going to be really, really fun. Uh, more of a laid back style hunt. It is an ibex hunt, but you're kind of living up with the ibex um, the way that Europe's laid out. So it'll be it'll be cool. I'm really excited about that one. I've got a Russia and a Pakistan trip coming up later this year. That like Russia, ever since we had like the mix with with the with the Russian army and that big scare, I'm like, no, nah, I want to go there. <laughs> What's on the, why, you know, why were they so protective? What's yeah, on the other yeah. side of that? <laughs> what were you hiding? Yeah. Guys? You know, like, let's go. So now we're going. Um, I don't know. Like as far as like a truly, what's been my most memorable hunt. Um, 
I mean, besides the ones, obviously, like with my family and stuff. This year I took uh, my little girl out. She's three years old. She wanted to go hunting with Dad, so we went hunting, put her on my backpack, um, archery shot a deer at, like, 13 yards, saw the whole thing, like, was with She me. was on your back? Then? Yeah, on the back. That's so, like, the coolest. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that's, like, obviously most memorable. Like, as far as, like, my job hunts, um, man, I don't know. Bear hunting's just cool. I love bear hunting I in British Columbia. Like, that's my – and it, obviously that's not, like, the craziest hunt I've ever done, but it's just with good people and it's good fun and good dogs and – cool bears spirit yeah it is it's, it's just a true experience like i look <laughs> forward to, to that cliche, hunt but... every single year yeah. yeah like and and i just like i'm already just like itching to get back up there you That's know cool. ryan's one of my great friends and he just got attacked by grizzly bear um this last fall and i'm like what freak dude you know and he's our outfitter and i'm like man it scares the piss out of me that not that not that that he doesn't want a bear hunt just that i almost lost my guy you know like i'm like dude <laughs> We got we got more bears to hunt, you know, and, yeah. and he's freaking grittier nails, so which is cool. So you hang out with up. some pretty crazy characters. You, yeah. you talked about Steve a second ago, and just I don't know Steve. Yeah. I've never met the guy, but just watching like your stories and his stories, dude, he takes you guys some pretty insane places on mules. Like, yeah, you guys are literally rock climbing. Yeah, on the back of an animal. Yeah, I mean, and our, I'm like our motto is, is for real? yeah. I mean, our motto when we go out is if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Because you're going to get hurt, yeah. you know, like, and, and we try not to, obviously. But, no, Steve is a good definition of living life to the fullest. Like, he will take any situation and be like, let's just go. Like, we can make it. We can do it. And even though I'm like, no, we're not, and we don't, we still try. You know, like, <laughs> I look and be like, no, dude, that's freaking crazy. And he's like, well, let's give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steve's drugged me around on mules. I mean, I've always been a, a, a horse guy, Um just grown up around him with them and rode them and, and roped a little and messed around with that kind of stuff. But, um, no, Steve's like definitely pushed me to like, there's some times where I'm like, I'm puckered up right now. This is bad. And do the mules are just a different level of animals and pulls through and it takes us to some wicked cool places. We yeah. found a lot of horn off the back of them. We had a lot of good memories. You know, there's nothing better than sitting around a campfire, just beat to death. Mules are out eating. You just got horns scattered around. Like that's, that's so just cool. that stuff. I look forward to. You know, just go and it, we go to places that nobody goes to. You know, nobody's hiking in there. Nobody's stupid enough to yeah. take a mule in there. Yeah, and we but just you go. guys are. <laughs> we just find. I mean, I, I just remember like sometimes we come up to a cliff face. I'm like, dude, we you literally can't get a mule up that. And he's like, watch and and <laughs> undoubtedly, you know, whether it takes a six mile loop. At some point in time, some crazy-ass other cowboy has made his way up that cliff, and we'll find that trail. Yeah, we just call them old cowboy trails. We just go until you find an old cowboy trail. And you find that, and you just pucker your way up to the top of it. You know? That's so, yeah, awesome. I mean, it's cool. Steve's a, Steve's a good example of just, like, living. He reminds me of, like, yeah, like, truly, like, a cowboy or almost a... Um, like an old trapper. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why he reminds old me. Old like, so just, gritty. Like, he yep. just doesn't... He's, He's going to do what he him. wants to do. Yeah. Nothing phases him, and it's just like, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't remember where I heard the story. I remember, Dallas was telling it, yeah. but he, t- he talked about he and Steve went up to Jackson Hole yeah. for the opener of the shed hunt. Yeah. And they went out at midnight, 1201, yeah. whatever, on horseback, yeah. and they had to cross, cross the, river, the river. And Dallas is like, oh, I was freaking out, like puckered up. Steve's ahead of me. I can't even see him. The, r- the river's raging. The horse starts drifting down the stream, yeah. and he's like, I was scared. I thought we were going to drown. And then the guy behind him tried to cross and his horse drowned. Yeah. I'm like, 
Yeah, and Steve Steve what? leads it off. I mean, this is literally Steve at midnight at the Jackson Hole thing. Pulls out his pistol, shoots his gun twice, and runs across that river. And that river is, I mean, it's not like the little Provo River. No. This is a raging <laughs> torrent river. <laughs> you know, I mean, they shut it down now. It's so dangerous. And he led it every year. And, and what makes it so dangerous, like, you get to the other side, and, and, and horses will swim, obviously. But the, the way the river comes down, it makes a sharp 90 at about 100 yards from where you cross. And against that 90 is a cliff. And so you've got all those back eddies. So if your horse goes into that, you're both done. So you've got about a 30-yard pace or place to get across. So your horse is going to drift down 30 yards. If you get past that, you're not getting up. And you're, you know, you're in trouble. And it's midnight, so it's dark. Yeah. So, and then you hit the bank, and it's not a gradual bank. It is a cliff almost. So you have to find a place for your horse to scramble and get up on top. And I have never done it. I mean, I, that's like I will if it were to open. And Steve said, "Let's go." I'd probably find enough courage somewhere to go do it. But like he took me to the spot last year and was like, "Yeah, this is where that horse drowned." I'm like, "You cross this?" And he's like, "Every year for ten years." I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'm surprised you're alive." You know, he's like, oh, "That was fun every time." <laughs> you saying you, know? you want to do it or would do it? Is that you trusting Steve or like is that? No, I don't trust Steve. No, hell no. no. <laughs> He'll take me to some bad spot. It's no, I mean peer pressure. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent peer pressure, and That's like I will not be beat. Experience. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like that video that kind of went viral of, of me jumping that cliff yeah. with the horse. Yeah. Um, Steve just did it. Like we we're pulling up, and and fifteen feet to the side was a pretty easy way up there. Yeah. He's like, no. And I'm like, he's like, dude, That's watch this. Cool the horse should go. And I could have very easily went that way, but you know, there's the inner man, and I'm like, I can't be beat. And in the video, when you get to the top, he's like, how was that, cowboy? And I was like, pretty good. And he's like, you better, if you're going to be uh, dumb, you better be tough. And I'm like, yep, because that could have <laughs> went real bad. Went south real quick. You know, so no, oh I mean, we've, we've been on some cool adventures together. Steve's given me a lot of cool opportunities, uh, led me into the hunting industry. So that's awesome. That's cool great. guy. It's really fun to follow you guys. I mean, everybody, Steve, you, um, Dallas, yeah. the experience pages. Yeah, appreciate you it. You guys are always doing neat stuff, and it's uh, you're it. always checking in to see yeah. what's the next crazy yeah. adventure. Yeah, we try to Especially we try to keep Steve's it pretty. Yeah, I mean, Steve is just an absolute right. He's <laughs> we like, need to get him on here. Oh sometime. yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he'll be here. You can't miss him with his beard now. You can't miss him. I, every All time right, we fly somewhere, up. he gets stopped. Every Surged. time. And I'm like, dude, you look like the freaking Taliban. <laughs> yeah, he puts a, ha- a ball cap on. I'm like, dude, you look a little sketchy now. Was it this <laughs> last year that he posted that picture of him the last time he was clean shaven? Yeah. He doesn't even look no, like the guy. I know in fact, two swords. I went up there to work. We had to unload a trailer. And he always brings in people to help us. And he had clean shaven that day. I'd never seen him without it. So I'm like loading the trailer. And I'm like, who's this dude helping me? I haven't <laughs> seen this guy before. And then he like talked. And I was like, What? <laughs> And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, dude, you look like a thumb. Like, what are you doing, man? You scared me. Yeah. No, pretty, pretty cool guy. Yeah, we live a pretty fun life. I mean, it's still a normal life, but we live a fun life. That's cool, man. So, Good attitude. Yeah. That's way cool. Um, where can people find out about your companies? You. Yeah, I mean, everything's kind of based off my personal page. Just Sawyer Ted on Instagram. Um, and then the, the threads box is Outdoor Threads Box. Um, we keep it pretty simple. And then the experience is where all of my filming content is released. That's a, a YouTube channel, Instagram page. Um, we we try to put about two films a month out. Um, we try to do like a, a fairly high-quality film. Um, 
You have some great so, stuff. Yeah, Dude, uh, watching David Leonard's taking yeah. a bow to a gunfight. Yeah, it was an unreal hunt, and I showed up for the last day. You know, like, dude, some of it, like audio def, or vi- visual, you know, appeal definitely like makes yeah. the thing. But like the audio clarity oh, in that, unreal. and like hearing those bulls bugle, it's like they're yeah. right in your face. Dallas like creamed that film, like just yeah, unreal. And Devin's awesome. like a stud to be behind yeah. the camera. Like it's so fun to film him because he's very like into it and. Like true passion, and it definitely shows through the film. Yeah, so awesome. Uh, the Threads box. You yeah. got two different options. Yep. When you're doing a monthly subscription. Yep. Well, small box and big box. Keep it simple what's again. The difference. You know? um, so your small box uh, runs fifteen ninety five, and it'll just come with one t shirt or one item a month. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do, you know, anywhere from small companies to large companies, companies you haven't heard of, companies you have heard of. Just T-shirts. Uh, we use pretty good quality next-level T-shirts, you know, kind of industry standard right, right. now. Um, so every month you'll get that box. If you choose the big box option, we go um, anywhere from two to four items. It's usually just stuck right around three. So it'll be like two shirts and a hat, two shirts, um, and like this month was hoof it socks. Um, next month we'll be doing like a Mountain Ops kind of shaker bottle style. So, you know, so we try to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, but like our standard is two shirts and a hat. So Yeah. Yeah, and every month just like Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah, every month. You know? So we're pretty excited. We're going to have our shirts in the box yep. coming up in March. Yep. We're Way excited about that. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it's going to be one of the coolest boxes we've had. Like I say that every month. I'm like, this is the coolest <laughs> box. But like, just keep topping yourself. Next month's box, I'm so stoked about. We're going to do an epic giveaway with Chad Mendez for anybody that enters um, with the box. They'll get your guys' T-shirt um, followed up with like some Mountain Ops uh, stuff. So it's going to be like... Really cool. And, and it's just going bigger. We've got some, some sweet hunt giveaways where we'll be taking you with us. Uh, bear hunting, deer hunting, Dude, stuff like that. So that's awesome. I want to win. It'll be cool. Yep. And it's up. easy, man. I, I mean, it's like, it's like a $15 raffle ticket a month. How Pretty much simple. do people spend on a raffle Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I spent I spent 100 last night, and I didn't win any. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a better chance winning my own company's raffle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So no, it's it's going to be a fun year. We're pretty excited with with the growth and where we're going and what we have planned out. So cool. that's awesome. Fun. So outdoorsthreadsbox.com. Yep, you can go sign up. Uh, sadly, this won't air before your show special. It's fine, it's ends, fine. But uh, jump on but there. It's you, on. Yeah, you can use our code. Yeah, Sawyer ten percent off. Set us up a code. So use S A H N at checkout. You can save yourself ten percent off of a subscription. So yeah. Do it. You seriously, if you like t-shirts with cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's on just it, fun, man. man. Like, it's just fun, and it's great. It's not like like some some subscriptions. I, I'm I'm subscribed to some awesome ones that my friends own, but um, I've been subscribed to some other ones, and I call it, like junk drawer stuff. You know, they send right. me stuff. You're like, that's ah, cool, but I'm never gonna use it. No, you got good stuff. Yeah. So we just yeah, it's simple. Everybody wears sure. t-shirts. That's the thing. I get, that's a dude. I'm not out like t-shirt shopping. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. This is the only place I ever buy them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Now the I get them every month. Yeah. Exactly. Just pick, yeah, and, and, I like. and I always tell people like, "Well, should I do big box or small?" I'm like, well, it's totally up to you. But like, honestly, me, I'd probably just do the small box. It's a good place to start, and you can always upgrade if you want. It's fifteen yeah. bucks a month. Fifteen bucks for I mean, a t-shirt's you, you not bad. You spend that on a mocha latte bullshit at <laughs> Starbucks, yeah. you know? Like, so yeah, I mean, there are just, some awesome quotes in this. Podcast. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's gonna be great yeah. to re-listen to this. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, fifteen bucks a month, you get. You know, box any of it's kind of fun, and and sometimes we include like discount codes or some extra stuff, some snacks, whatever. So yeah. it's cool. Yeah, great. Awesome. Got anything else for Sawyer? Um, 
Not at, not at the moment, man. I, I do not. We'll have to do round two. So yeah, we'll just come yeah. back tomorrow and restart. Yeah. yeah, bring Steve with you. Yeah, yeah. we'll These come back and we'll just tell stories. Yeah, dude, that's like, story we've got, that is the be best. Awesome. I'll get Steve. We got some cool shit on your stories, man. I like doing informational, you know, how to, whatever yeah. stuff. But, dude, the ones that get you True are stories. the stories. Yeah. Ian and I, when we started talking about doing a podcast, it was we were driving to go hunt this bull. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we were like, you know, maybe we should dabble into this podcast. His brother-in-law was doing one uh, about cars and cars. Things. Yeah, mo- motorcycles. What's, what was it called? Uh, I forget, man. It was something about oh, stock is for squares. Oh yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they had this huge following all around the freaking world, and we're like, you know, the best kind of podcast, like it's where you're sitting in the back of the truck and like just eavesdropping on the conversation yep. up here. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what we wanted to do. So stories. That's yep. where it's at. Hundred percent, love it. Yeah, we'll come talk. That's okay. the kind of podcast I like. Listen to at work. Just to get lost in stories all day at work. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> no. Okay, you need to do this. I'm like, stop. That's where I draw the line. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right on, man. Sure. Thanks, Sawyer. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you guys. All right. Great.